You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday. February 23rd, 2021, I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined me. We will also be joined at the end of the show by Alan True, 24-7 sports Midwest recruiting expert. He recently talked about whether or not Ohio State's grip on the Big Ten recruiting race is here to stay. So we'll get to that after Dwayne. But first, cold but sunny. Yeah, but I'm so tired of looking out and seeing this snow. It's ridiculous. I want, I'm spring is here. It's March right around the corner. Let's let's get on with it. Ohio State coaches are still not able to get out on the road, but if they could, they'd likely like to visit their most recent offer. That is Cormani McLean, a class of 2023 defensive back from Lakeland, Florida, Lake Gibson High. If you want to talk about an offer list, this guy's got it for a youngster. You just took a look at him. Ohio State already has a commitment from a 2022 Florida defensive back in Jaheim Singletary out of the Jacksonville area. Is Cormani McLean on the same level as Jaheim Singletary? If you were asking me to pick between them, I'd, I'd take this kid. He is really special. His film just, it just jumps out at you how good this kid is. They've got him in press coverage. We're talking about a sophomore in Florida. And from what looks of things here, uh, bigger schools, he is special. He, uh, he, they have him lined up uh, press man. They have him playing off man. Uh, uh, they, they had him playing in the middle of the field and he attacked a, a back with the ball. This is once where he's playing look almost like a safety position and he, uh, he attacks the, the runner and it looks like a linebacker just absolutely stops him in his tracks. Uh, <laughs> they on offense. I one play, they had him, uh, playing receiver. And he's lined up, um, uh, the defensive back in front of him is lined up 10, 10 yards off. And by the time they get to 20 yards, he's already by him. He's incredibly fast. He's six foot one, uh, obviously a little lean at this age for, for that's not a concern that he's 170 pounds. Uh, he obviously has the frame dad weight. This is a big time kid. This is a naked jaunt kid all the way. He has a naked jaunt offer list, that is for sure. Already Alabama, Florida, Ohio State for a kid that young. You know this is going to be a tough recruiting battle. Wanted to hit that current event for you before we moved on to what we're going to discuss today. Dwayne is going to give you three guys who are on the spot as the season approaches and spring practice sits on the horizon. These are guys that we've already had a chance to see that are in danger of getting usurped on the depth chart. Not surprisingly, two from the secondary and one from the offensive backfield, given what we have coming in. Let's start there. The first, Steel Chambers. You know, he was number three in the pecking order going into the season. And, you know, he had some runs early. 
And, you know, the, the consensus is that fumbling is why he fell down the jet depth chart. And that could very well be. But, uh, you know, when Mayan Williams is coming in playing like he did, Mayan Williams stood in very well. He looked like he belonged. And I, I really did not have – I was not excited about Mayan Williams. Uh, but he is showing that, uh, you know, I, I noted that by – if you looked at offer period, what time uh, they, they list uh, uh, when a player was offered, he was the 20th back that we offered. We went wow. for 19 other backs before we uh, took Mayan Williams. And look how well he played. So, uh <clears throat> You know, there are always guys that are that are going to rise above. Uh, you know, we're talking about 18-year-old kids for the most part. So they get into it, and, and you know, you don't know what's going on with them off the field as far as how how much they're getting in the weight room and, and how much they're just being pushed. So many of them are so naturally uh, gifted that they don't, they don't have to give everything. And they never really push themselves. But the kid has really come on. And Steel Chambers, well, are you going to get your job back, man? And then the 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 what really kills him is what's coming in. Henderson is uh, Travion Henderson is the best back that we have brought in since Zeke. He is special. And then you've got Evan Pryor, who's <laughs> who who knows where he's going to go on the depth chart. So Williams, or excuse me. Uh, Steel Chambers is how does he get back on the field with the lineup that uh, that uh, is going to be in front of him? Who knows if that was really it? We we don't know absolutely. That just seems logical that you know you're not just not going to put up with a guy fumbling. We know that guys can climb out of the doghouse. Uh, we got a Heisman Trophy winner that was in the doghouse for fumbling. It seems like they would have given him a better chance though. You know sit him for a week or two. He just seemed to disappear down the depth chart. And then when uh, Crowell was, uh, uh, Crowley was healthy, uh, when Crowley was healthy, he, he immediately got playing time. So I don't know. Uh, Chambers has got to find a place. And this idea that he's uh, going to linebacker, I just don't see it. He didn't want to come to any school that was going to recruit him as a linebacker. Uh, now if he loves it here, so much that he's willing to make the move. I always had him rated higher as a linebacker, but uh, I don't think that happens. I think he hits the portal if he doesn't uh, get back up the depth chart. So he's got his work cut out for him. He, he's got to uh, have a really great off season and uh, show him that, you know, I'm going to hold on to the ball and I'm going to help this football team. He had a golden opportunity this past season to really take advantage of the way the position was opening up in front of him, but there's nothing coaches hate to see more than fumbling, and apparently he was fumbling in practice as well, so that is a no-go. Number two on the list, we head to the secondary. Safety, Marcus Hooker. That is one. Well, I was going to say that's a mystery one, but it really isn't because we all watched him. He just did not play well enough. Lathan Ransom come in there and 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 started showing that he he was going to live up to his promise quite early and and Hooker it was kind of ugly out there I mean tackling making reading plays I, I was not a fan of his he was a really good football player but I didn't see a position he's got cornerback size and safety speed and and 
you know, but I, you know, the, the, he was a football player and, and he, you know, he had a brother who had gone here. So, uh, and Shiana was really high on him. And I guess he's the one that, uh, my understanding is he's the one that said, I want this kid and he got his wish, but he just did not. When he finally did get on the field, he didn't play well enough that that simple. Uh, we got a, three guys coming in this fall. We got some guys coming off injuries that probably didn't get as much uh, time as they needed to really establish themselves. Got returners. He's another kid. You know, you're going to have to. You got to be better. Or we've got people coming in. This is Ohio State. We got people coming in who are who are going to challenge for playing time as freshmen. And he's got to be better than he was when he uh, pretty much ended up coming out of the lineup uh, pretty much permanently. He's on the spot. He's got to get back on the football fields, find a way. You brought up a good point there with the Shiano hook. I would not be surprised at all to see Hooker finish his college career in New Jersey. All right, the last guy we're going to talk about, Tyreek Johnson. He was a legit five-star Buckeye Nation. Go back and look at his high school film. You thought superstar all the way, early entry kind of athlete. And, you know, he's talk about a guy who has not lived up to that expectation. And it was legit. He's, he was spectacular in high school, but he was a safety. And he wanted to be a corner because that's where the big money is. That's where the prestige is. Come to Ohio State, learn how to play corner. Well, even as bad as we were, we were not good. And he still didn't get on the field. I mean, that's just absolutely crazy what has happened with, with Tyree Johnson, how far he has fallen down. Even with injuries, Dan, he could not get on the field. You know, of, of the three guys we're talking about here, he's the one I have the least faith in. He was the most talented coming out of high school, but he's the one I have the least faith in that he's going to be able to uh, get on the field. I hope he can. I hope he can figure out maybe a move back to safety. That may help him. But he, you know, like I said, even after injuries and some poor play, he could not get on the field at cornerback. He's the one on the spot more than any. I don't think we'd be surprised to see any of those three guys end up in the transfer portal. Speaking of which, 24-7 Sports has debuted its transfer portal rankings. Transfers have gotten so prevalent, especially with the change in the rules this year. We've come up with a ranking of their top 50 and where they'll be landing. Some of the guys haven't picked a destination. Ohio State has benefited from transfers recently, especially last season. Justin Fields, Trey Sermon. But if you look at the list, there really doesn't seem to be any fits on there of the guys who aren't committed, except for Henry Tioto. And we've heard he's headed to Alabama. Just doesn't look like there's going to be a transfer out there to help Ohio State. I don't see it. I looked over and uh, I would be surprised that uh, we went after any of those guys. The only one on there you might remember is Paoli Gitoi, linebacker Bishop Gorman that's at USC. I've never been able to pronounce that one. Regardless, I don't think I'm going to have to worry about it. He's not coming here. Definitely appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Stick around for a little bit from Alan True and whether or not he thinks Ohio State can stay on top of the Big Ten recruiting race. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is there any slowing down Ohio State on the trail? I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> Apologize to the other Big Ten fans who are listening to this, hoping, they, hoping that I would say, you know, something's going to happen to where Ohio State's not going to finish with the number one class in the Big Ten or a top three to five class nationally. And I mean, it just already starts with having Quinn Ewers, who's the number one overall prospect in the country, doesn't really show any signs of giving up that title either, uh, even though he's got some, I think, some good prospects nipping at his heels. They've got three composite five stars in the class. They've got 10 commits already. And as has happened in some of the other classes, maybe even more so in this class a little bit, they've had some commits step forward and really do a lot of recruiting. Um, I know in my region, CJ Hicks, Dason McCullough, those guys have been very active in recruiting other players. Um, and, and they've attacked, obviously, the top of the board and are constantly in contact with other four- and five-star recruits. So is there any slowing down in Ohio State on the recruiting trail? No. Um, does that mean that there's no shot for other Big Tens to be competitive with them? That also is a no. Um, I, I think that there's enough schools. We, we talked about the uptick in talent from the west side of the division. Um, you saw Northwestern play them tough in the Big Ten title game a year ago. You've seen at times in, in, in other years, Purdue has pulled an upset on them. I was pulled an upset on them. So it's not, it's not impossible, but as far as beating them on the recruiting trail, right now that does seem to be an impossible task. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.